Shall we get to our movies now? Let's do it. That's how it all became to be yeah. this turnpike unitedness. So I'm North Jersey, you're South Jersey. The deep South. I relate to you guys. Deal with the struggles up there, you know. The Tetralogy, <laughs> fourth movie of the franchise. Now, a couple little rules here. I mean, the one rule that we kind of did was if a movie was too confusing on what the fourth one was, we kind of left it out. So Star the Wars. <coughs> Star Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. <laughs> it's called episode four. Yeah. But it was the first one ever released. And then you have the actual fourth one released was Phantom Menace. So what do you go as, a, as the fourth? We decided we're just going to leave it out. So any kind of franchise that's like that, that gets confusing with numbering and release, we just left out. Yeah. So no Star Wars. So when people, how could Dan and Kevin not put Star Wars on the list? Well, that's why. Because we don't know which one to put. <laughs> Either one's going to be on the best or one's going to be on the worst, right? So Yeah, we, they, they make both lists. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll start out. And uh, my t- fourth one, uh, the fourth movie of this series, it's called The Return of the Pink Panther. So I don't know if you've ever seen this one, Dan. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, uh, it's hilarious. I mean, the Pink Panther movies were funny. Uh, Peter Sellers is one of the best comedic actors of like all time. Um, he just had like that dry humor and yeah, uh, Doctor Strange Love. Yeah, Doctor Strange Love is is obviously great Kubrick movie. Uh, so Return of the Pink Panther is the funniest one in my opinion. Uh, it's just the gags are hilarious. Uh, I definitely recommend it. Uh, if you don't know the story of the Pink Panther, real quickly, he's like a a dumb inspector. I guess you kind of say like Inspector Gadget, I would say was kind of based off him a little bit. Mm. Uh, just a blundering inspector detective who kind of solves things by accident. Um, his uh, his captain can't stand him. Like he drives his captain nuts. Like his captain basically has like heart attacks and strokes because of how stupid he is. <laughs> yeah. he, goes, he, he does these like master disguises, which are just terrible. Um just a really funny movie. I mean, the, the, the gag that gets me every time is he kind of gets this bellboy to help him out and he runs into a sauna and they don't realize it's a sauna and the two of them are just slipping all over the place in their shoes. And it, it's just his, his, his physical comedy is just amazing. He ends up slipping and pulling down like the bellboy's pants uh, <laughs> on the slick floor. Uh, it, it's, it's just, it's hilarious. I can't explain it. You just have to see it. Um, great, great, stupid little gags. Like he runs out chasing the bad guy and he says to the taxi, follow that car. Well, the taxi driver jumps into the car and just drives away and starts following it. And, and you know, doesn't take Peter Sellers with him. Uh, Inspector Clouseau is his character. It doesn't take him with him. Uh, it's just stupid little jokes like that. Um, you know, it, it's from the 60s. So it's, you know, it's a bit corny at times, a little older. Um just just great. Just my favorite in the Pink Panther series, which I love, was Peter Sellers. And, and, and it's just hilarious. So that's the one I start out with. What, 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 are, you, what are you starting out with? So uh, my number four is Friday the 13th, the final chapter, the final <laughs> one. It was yeah. the last one they ever made. That's nah, right. far from the truth. Uh, there's actually the 10 of them. Of, it's actually the start of the tra- – uh, uh, 
what's his name? Uh, Jarvis. Um, Tommy Jarvis. Yeah, Tommy Jarvis trilogy. So it's the final chapter, but it's actually the start of like a character's trilogy. Anyway. Yeah, it's the only, it's the last one that takes place right after the previous movie as well. So like the first one, mm. and then the second one, this one, ta- the second one takes place right, literally right after the events and the third one. And this is the last one where they actually do that. So I guess the final within that continuation but like you said tommy jarvis's story does go on from there but it's a big jump like all of a sudden he's like older um so yeah so that's yeah this this movie's great though this is probably my favorite friday the 13th movie actually uh i i really like this movie i like a lot of their movies but this one uh if there's one friday the 13th movie to watch i'd, I'd recommend this one it's it's a very classic style of you know the kills they got um they got the, a lot of a lot of good actors in it uh Corey feldman crispin glover yep. uh and you got ted white as jason Voorhees. uh he actually did not like this movie and he didn't want to be credited in it because he was afraid it would kill his career so wow. when you look him up in the credits he's not in there so uh that's pretty funny uh but now well, I think he's he's dead now, but a little bit after that, he was uh, he was open to it. Like he would do like horror conventions and stuff. I think he did some monster manias actually, and uh, he was opened up being like, "Yeah, you know, I, I like this movie now." And um, I, so. I think I think he's the only one. Is he the only one that is dead actually? Because I'm not sure. We went to uh, the MonsterCon last year where they had every Jason, I think, represented the uh, everyone Jason who played. From the first, second, third, and et cetera. And I think he was the only one that's missing. I think. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of them, so I'm not I'm not too I'm not too sure which ones. I know I know he was like ninety, I think, when he died, or he was wow. yeah, so he yeah, yeah, he lived for a long time. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I had to look that up. That's interesting. But, yeah, I, th- I thought they I thought that was the only one that was missing. I thought we got every other actor who played Jason at that. It's a possibility, panel. yeah. It's a good one. It's a good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it's just it's a cool, you know, it's it's a typical uh, Jason story where uh, they thought he died in the last one. He was at the yeah. morg and he pops up and he's killing his way back to uh, you know Camp Crystal Lake and he's there and terrorizing all the camp counselors and whatnot. Uh, Tom Servini's back on this one too. He does all like the 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 makeup and the special effects yep. and like yep. the kills and stuff like that and yep. uh, it, it shows in this movie like they're cool looking too and they cut a lot of stuff out because that's what they did back in the day they cut a lot of these awesome kills so um it even has a really awesome poster too it's that the classic poster where they have the the hockey mask and the knife through the, yes. the eye of it yeah um it's my favorite cover to any of them uh it's it's really cool looking um it's like yeah. foreshadowing to the ending, I believe, too, kind of. Yeah. yeah, and then, like, all the characters in this, are they're all interesting. Like, a lot of the other Jason movies, like, they're kind of, like, throwaway characters because you want to see them die, you know? But at least the characters in this one, they're, they're kind of charming. Some of them were kind of dorky, like, uh, you know, Crispin Glover's character. He's he's kind of a dork, but that's why you like him. And uh, even little Tommy, he's, he's, he's cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. So my next one is Fast and Furious. 
not not the fast and the furious or too fast too furious <laughs> just fast and furious so this was the one that reunited um Dom Toretta Vin Diesel and uh Paul Walker or Brian was it Brian O'Connor or Brian Connor I think is his, his character's name I've seen like almost every single one and I have no idea what his last name is. I think it's Con- I think it's Connor. <laughs> something like that. So it reunites, it reunites Paul Walker and Vin Diesel because uh you know you had the first one and the second one Vin Diesel was out and you had Paul Walker with Tyrese and then the third one was Tokyo Drift where it took place in Japan and neither one of them were in it until no, Vin- no. I would say yeah one of them is in it at the very end. Yeah. He shows up right at the end spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> But this was the one that started what it's become now. Yes. Almost like it's almost like the first three kind of like are their own separate things. And this fourth one has turned them into superhero movies. And this is the first one that really did that. Uh, just a great movie. Um, it's got Gal Gadot in it. Uh, just a great story. Um, you know, uh, Brian is, is, is like they're kind of like separated. So Dom kind of like hates him because obviously he kind of felt like he betrayed him with the whole being an FBI undercover agent and yeah, like get back together. And uh, it, it's just, it's just a great movie and it's just created a great franchise. Uh, I was not like, I love the first fast and the furious wasn't a huge fan of the second one. The third one, Tokyo drift was eh, kind of no, not great. I not like that. one. Uh, so, uh, this was the movie that kind of got me really into, and I've loved every single one since. And kind of like the Mission Impossible movies, yes, where aside enough. from like one or two weren't great, like every Mission Impossible movie is like just fun, action, great. Like every Fast and Furious is like great. You know, bringing in The Rock, and then they bring in John Cena eventually, and uh, just you know, Jason Statham, Helen yeah. Mirren, and Charlie Theron eventually come into the series. Uh, uh, just great. Just great. And this was the start of it. So it's got to make my list because of, of, of how popular the franchise has gotten because of this movie. Yeah. Yes. This is, this is the start of the ones I, I always, I watched every single one before this one and I, you know, I kind of liked them, but like this, the fourth one specifically is when I really liked them. And I, uh, I could probably watch the fourth one on and not go back to any of the original ones. Even the first one's a little, uh, it's it's okay. Yeah, I'm uh, looking yeah. back at it, but this this was like this was probably the it was the best one definitely, and you don't really see that too often. And that's that's another cool thing about what we're doing too. It's like a lot of people talk about the sequel. Is the sequel better than mm-hmm. the first one? Is the third Trilogy. one? Lot, but yep. no one ever talks about the fourth one. So in this case, the fourth one I think was it might have been the best one. Same thing with Jason. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is amazing and. We're going to get to more of the fourth movies being potentially the best with our later on our list. I know too. So, yeah. um, what do you what do you have with your third one? My third one is Lethal Weapon Four, which is probably a controversial one because actually, if you're a Lethal Weapon fan, you probably don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really love this movie though; it's cool, and I I like all the Lethal Weapon movies. I would mm-hmm. say this is the best Lethal Weapon movie, but I I think it's an awesome movie. It uh. It, it um it, ha- it came out in 19, 1998, three years no six years after the third one so you had quite a bit of a time lapse there 
Uh, Mel Gibson's in it. Danny Glover again. Uh, Joe Pesci. Chris Rock is in this one. And his first time in an American movie and as a bad guy, Jet Li, which is awesome. He does a lot of cool stunts in this. Yeah. Uh, I was reading something. I think it was on IMDb where they said that his punches were so fast. They, they had to slow down the film a lot because they couldn't catch it on film. He was so quick. Oh, that's the Bruce Lee. Uh, that Bruce Lee was the same way. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, it's 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 a cool movie. A lot of action, a lot of kung fu in it. Um, Riggs and Martel, man, they have chemistry. And if you want to talk about a buddy cop movie, these Lethal Weapon movies are awesome. These they perfected it. Um, they they're very believable that they're like best buddies in these movies, and uh, they it holds up, man. They're they're so funny together. Uh, Jet Li's a cool villain. I wish he would have done more. I think he did do a couple villain spots after this one, but I, I wish he would have done more with it because I, I do like Jet Li a lot. And uh, this is, I, I think, my favorite movie with him in it, actually, probably this one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, that we've been looking for. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it too. I like them all. So mm, I yeah. know a lot, of, a lot of people maybe don't like the fourth one, but I like yeah. it. I think it's good. It'll be on the bottom of most people's list, but I don't think they hate it. It's just the this the fourth one they out of all the Lethal Weapon movies, it's their least favorite. I I wouldn't say that, but uh, I I like it a lot. I think it's cool. Well, when, you know, when making this list, unlike the albums where it's like, wow, a lot of bands have there's a lot of bands and artists who have great fourth albums. There's not a lot of great fourth movies. <laughs> so Lethal Weapon Four might not be people's favorite movie, but when you start looking at fourth movies, it's pretty damn good, actually. So yeah. Most franchises, if, if they even get that far, don't end up too well. But uh, my second one, number two on the list, which is a franchise that ended fourth movies. It was, it was only four movies, and it did end up being good, uh, was Avengers Endgame. Um, so Endgame was just... A, just just a great ending to, I don't know, whatever stupid Disney comes up with their stupid things, phase one or whatever the heck it is. I don't, know, I don't, even, I don't even know what phase it was. Right. But it was a great, great, great little bow on top of that entire just decade or whatever it was of movies, starting with you know Iron Man 1. Actually, could it, you could even say technically it really started with Ed Norton's Hulk. Yeah, um, But people always credit Tony Stark and... Iron Man 1, Robert Downey Jr. is kind of like the first one that kind of started it all. He's uh, the one that made it like big. You know? Yeah. The right. Hulk movie and did it, okay, but this Iron Man right. really put it on the map. Right. So just w- what a bow on top. Just a great movie. I mean, everyone's seen the Avengers Endgame, so I'm not going to talk about it too much in, in yeah. depth. If you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been. But, um, uh, you know, great villain in Thanos. Josh Brolin did an awesome job as the villain. Um you know, the way they ended Infinity War, you know, it just made you with, with him snapping and everyone disappearing. And it just made you like you couldn't wait for the next one. How the heck are they going to stop this guy? Uh, and, and you know, the way it ended where they got all the characters, all the characters from all the years on that one huge battle scene right at the end was just awesome. You know, when you, when you realized how many years yeah. and movies were spent building this up. Uh, it's actually quite amazing. Um, yeah, and that it, it paid off. Like, yeah, well, that's exactly that, that, that. 
all these things had to work for this movie to work and they yep. did. And it's, it's, it's quite an achievement. I think that's awesome. It is to get all these different directors, uh, different writers, different actors, all this, and to have all these movies connect. I mean, what, what, what is it? I think Avengers Endgame was what, like the 20, the 24th or 25th movie or something like that. Oh, in that insane. kind of like Jeez. Marvel, it, it was, it was something ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, for that to all come together, is just, it was awesome. And the endings, you know, really emotional. And, 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 and in my opinion, kind of should have been where Marvel stopped. I, I think Marvel should have just kind of, but you know, Disney, the evil empire, um, <laughs> they want to make more money. They want to make more money. And now we're into kind of stuff. That's what I kind of predicted, which was, you know, people, I think the general public was going to start losing kind of interest. Um, once you start getting rid of major characters that you don't really have to be a big comic book reader to know. I mean, everybody knows who Captain America is and Iron Man and all this stuff. The Hulk, people know who the Hulk is. Yeah. Um, you know, some of these characters are running with now. People are like, who are these people? So yeah, uh, it would have been a great, it would have been just great if they stopped and what an ending it would have been. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a great fourth movie. Just a great fourth movie. So what do you got next for your number two? My number two is Rocky four. Yes. Oh, yeah, man. I love the Rocky movies. Uh, this one yep. came out in 1985, uh, just three years after the third one, uh, directed and written by Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he stars in it, too. And you got uh, Carl Weathers in it and you got Dolph Lundgren. Yep. Um, so this is a big deal for him. You know, it made him made him pretty much a star. Don't forget uh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hulk Hogan's in it, too. Yep. I'm sorry. That's the third one. I made a mistake. Oh, Glad yeah. That. I was going to say, I don't remember him being it, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got too excited about Hulk Hogan. Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah you, you're any opportunity to throw him in there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, this this movie's awesome. Uh, the music, uh, I've talked to you about it before, but the music in this movie is amazing. Yes. It's the best soundtrack uh, in any Rocky movie, yes. I think, uh, is the yes. fourth one. Uh, and the music in Rocky's awesome, so I know you're like, oh, well, what, what is that worth? But it, the Rocky has like some awesome soundtrack, so to say that this is the best is pretty impressive. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, there are awesome montages in this. Rocky goes <laughs> to Russia and he, he 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 takes on Drago in his his home turf. This this movie's awesome. Lots of this get this gets you in the mood. Uh, this is it's such a cool movie, definitely. So. I mean, he, he ends communism. Like, yeah. Rocky ended communism with a speech at the end. So. Yeah, man. I, how can you get better than that? If, if I could change and he can change, we can all change. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, and all the Russians were like, oh, you know, he's right. He's right. Yeah. Let's end communism. Oh, man. Let's, let's change. Let's do that. Why, why didn't we think about that? Thanks, Rocky. Yeah, man. Yeah. The great soundtrack. Definitely agree with you there. Uh just a, just an awesome movie, and I don't know if I don't know I don't know if that's Dolph Lundgren's first ever movie. I'm not sure. I, I don't think it is, but I mean, this is the one that probably made him big. He did like Universal Soldier, I think, after this, and a couple. I don't He-Man. know. If that, I don't know if that He Man movie was before this. I don't think it was. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean that 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 movie put him on the map, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely did. He was he was awesome in it. One of the coolest villains and Without a little saying like anything pretty much yeah 
Yeah, well, I think that was a for the for the best. Uh, <laughs> and a little side story that uh, you received a random Rocky Four CD in the mail in Amazon, and we've still not solved who sent you this random Rocky Four CD in the mail. Okay, so we were talking about this this Rocky album. Just I, I just probably talked to like three people in a text, my wife, Kevin, <laughs> and my sister. And no one else I've, I have talked to because I was binging the Rocky movies, which I talked about on the, one of the previous podcasts when, I was, when the Eagles went to the Super yep. Bowl. The whole week before, I watched every single Rocky movie. And I was like, man, the fourth, the, the movie and the fourth, the songs <laughs> in the fourth one are amazing. No lie, three days later, I receive a CD, a CD, <laughs> in the mail of Rocky soundtrack. And no one's fessing up to who bought it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's got to be one of the, them culprits. I don't know who did it, but uh, now I have Rocky three, Rocky Four soundtrack on CD, which is pretty hilarious. So, well, if our, if our listeners want to play a fun game, they can, play, they can try to, to play the game to figure out who sent you the Rocky <laughs> Four CD. <laughs> yeah, I would dust it. We don't have an answer. Something, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no winner because, you know, we don't know. I, I'm the winner because I have the CD. So <laughs> that's right. I, I just think I just think Jeff Bezos was big brothering and and, and listening yeah. in on you and just always listening and goes, you know what? I I love Rocky Four soundtrack. I'm going to send this guy a free CD. I just, yeah, you know, he's worth like a billion dollars. I'm sure he can afford a, a, a Rocky Four CD. A couple a couple CDs throw throw yeah. a bone. All right, number one. Numero uno. Uno. Numero uno. Number one. Uh, it's kind of like, I guess this is my number one. It's kind of considered semi-reboot. I don't necessarily know if it's a reboot. I, I, I always kind of felt like it did kind of continue the story from the first three. They just changed the main actor. But but I wasn't sure it was a 100% reboot. And I, I, I definitely consider it the fourth in the, in the franchise. Because I, that's another thing I kind of forgot to mention is we didn't really include reboots per se, right? So, yeah, like I, I was like, man, you know, Evil Dead, the new Evil Dead was like really cool. And that's technically the fourth one, but it was kind of like the first one all over again. So, yeah, include that. But this one I don't think is a reboot. I, I do think it's kind of continuing. It's the same director, and that's Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Um, so this has a really high IMD, IMDb score. It's got like 8.1 out of 10. Uh, it's, well, it's a lot of people lists uh, for just a great movie. Um, I mean, it was just awesome. Uh, you know, coming out, people were furious and there was no Mel Gibson. Obviously, he was going through his stuff at the time. Mm. But Mel Gibson to play Max. They got Tom Hardy, who, uh, you know, he could be hit or miss in my book, Tom Hardy. I've seen movies where I'm just like, man, he's awesome. And I've seen movies where I'm like, yeah, I can't understand a word he's saying and he's mumbling and he's trying to do weird voices and I don't know what's going on here. But uh, he was awesome at Mad Max. He barely like really has any lines. Yep, him and Dolph. Yeah. Men yeah. words. Yeah, and I think that's better probably. But uh, I would say Tom Hardy's a slightly better actor than Dolph Lundgren. Right? Yeah. Uh, great movie though. A lot of action. The director nails it out of the park. It's got a lot of great people in it. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is in it, and uh, Nicholas Holt, who's usually pretty good. Uh, 
Charlize Theron is awesome in it. I mean, I, I, I love her. Uh, she does a lot of great stuff and she kind of, it's kind of weird how she became like an action star later in like her career. Yeah. You know, Tom doing, blonde, right. She's yeah. Like, Tom blonde, which is awesome. And then fast and furious. She was the bad guy in the last couple. So, um, this is kind of like, I think her first real like action one. Um, it's not the first, it was kind of like the one that exploded her into like an action star. Yeah. Uh, she's just awesome. And I mean, she's just totally badass. Uh, Zoe Kravitz was really badass in it as well. Uh, you had an awesome guy playing a guitar. He run on the front of the, the, front of the, uh, <laughs> the car and played like guitar the entire time. Like everyone else was fighting and he just never, he never missed a note. This guy was awesome. Uh, great movie. Great, great movie. If you've never ma- watched the Mad Max franchise, I definitely recommend all of them. Mel yes. Gibson is, is, is like amazing in them. Uh, and the fourth one is, 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 is great. Even though Mel Gibson's out of it. He, Tom Hardy does a great job. And what I always kind of wanted, I always thought would have been cool, is you know they never really allude to him as Max the whole movie until kind of like towards the end, and then yeah. they're like that is Max because you're kind of like is this Mad Max? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of tell you it, it is Max. I thought it would be cool if you kind of like saw Mel Gibson like in the distance watching like a cliff, um, and he and, and he's still Mad Max, and Tom Hardy was like a different guy or something yeah. um, that maybe was like kind of piggybacking off like the Mad Max legend um, or something. Yeah. Uh, but or they didn't do that. Fired or like one of the kids yeah. from like the third movie, like yep. Thunderdome that, you know, just because th- that's Thunderdome allude that he would become a legend, Mad Max. Um, yeah. Cause they, uh, they had like the cave drawings and stuff of them. So he became, he became a legend. So he could, he, they could have done something like that. It could be even that who knows, you know, yeah, who knows? We took the we, name, the legend's yeah. name. We never got another one, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, it's a shame. It was a critical and theater success. I mean, uh, it made it made money. People loved it. Uh, it was such a cool movie to see in theaters too. Oh it, my yeah. god! Yeah, it, it was, was awesome. It was awesome. The special effects were great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, same director, and he just he just really nailed it. Uh, he does a lot of the car chases. I think they're all most of them are like legit like yep stunts like there's obviously some cg of course but a lot of it he wanted to do all natural kind of um chases and stuff so that's that's pretty awesome to see as well yeah just just a great movie uh it's a shame we never got another one but yeah i definitely recommend watch the bad max series if you've never seen them um yeah you could just watch this one too like you don't have to see it you should watch that's right but you probably don't with this one, you don't need to like at all. You no. can just watch this one head on, and uh, it's it's impre- It's an impressive movie, and it's it's cool. Like it's a lot yeah. of action. I, I really like this movie a lot. Yeah, that's probably why it was so, so successful. Is because you can kind of you know because mm-hmm. let's be honest, the first three, I mean, beyond Thunderdome, they tried to make a big um, theatrical release, but the first two are very like underground kind yes. of, you know. Um, not a lot of people have maybe seen them. So I think that's why this was so successful is because people could just, Oh, what's this Mad Max Fury road movie? Oh, I'm going to go see it. Oh, that was awesome. You know? So, yeah, I saw the road warrior first when I was younger. That's the, that's the only one I knew of. And I didn't know there was a first one. I thought road right. warrior was the first one, right? They don't call it Mad Max or road warrior. They just call it the, the road warrior, at least the yeah. versions of I saw, I think they have changed it later on in like some releases, but, um, yeah, Mad. Uh, I did, I saw Mad Max much later, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is like a prequel," you know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's 
And I saw, I saw Thunderdome too. I saw both of those before I saw the first Mad Max movie, which is pretty funny. And that is funny. Yeah, that, I I love the first. I, I like all of them. The, the Thunderdome no, Thunderdome's all right. Uh, yeah, I, st- I still like it, but it's it's the weakest one for me. Absolutely, definitely the weakest one. But it's uh, it's great after. I mean, I don't even know how many. What is that like? It was at least like twenty five to maybe even thirty years after Thunderdome. Um. Yeah, to, one. yeah, yeah, to uh, to come back with like that great of a movie, it was just an awesome job, and maybe, yeah. maybe possibly the best one in the series. Kind of like you were saying, yeah. the fourth movie being the best is like weird, but it, it might is. actually be the best one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so now we got a drum roll down to Dan's top, and this is the, what everyone's been waiting for: Dan's top fourth movie of a franchise. <laughs> fourth, first to four. Of the fourth movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So my number one is Rambo. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. man. Uh, so another Stallone movie on my list. He's good at making sequels and quadruples or whatever we're calling it. Uh, yeah, this one came out in 2008, 20 years after the third one. Wow. So just like your, your Mad Max. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, but Stallone's back in this one. He directed it. Um, yeah, man, this this movie kick, kicks ass, man. And yeah. he, uh, this is probably one of the most violent action movies ever. Like this, <laughs> this movie is intense, and uh, it goes back to those the the almost the first Rambo movie where it's like he's more of a darker character because I'm like you get into like First Blood and all those movies he's kind of like he's more of an action star and this one he's like he's he's down as luck he's in thailand um all these mercenaries come they try to get him to do this stuff and you could tell he's broken down he doesn't know what to do with himself he's kind of just like living kind of off the grid in a way and man he he lays it into these people and you you hate the bad guys in this movie they're just terrible people they're just you know, blowing up innocent people, they're killing children, they're torturing people, they're just they're just terrible. And then to see Rambo go in there and just light them up. And some of the scenes in this movie, like they're intense. Like uh Stallone, he's big with like giving the fans what they want. And uh just mm-hmm. like in Rocky or any of his movies, he he does it. And uh Man, this yeah, this movie's intense. It's 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 probably my favorite in in the Rambo trilogy. Uh trilogy. Oh my god, there's there's five trilogy. There's, there's five of them actually now. Yeah. There's one that came out after this, and which is pretty good too. Um, but this is my favorite one. And uh my sister, when we went to go see this movie in theater, she'd never seen any Rambo movie. And I only know she probably watched Rocky and stuff like that, but she's not really wasn't really big Stallone fan. And uh we went to go see this in 2008. Um, I think it came out, yeah, probably around then. And um, she was like, oh, this could be stupid Rambo, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, at this point, uh, Stallone kind of like, he was kind of like off the radar. Uh, the the Rocky Balboa movie came out maybe a year or two before this. So he was starting to kind of come back. And this mm-hmm. movie pretty much, he, he took an old character 20 years ago, he brought him back just like he did with 
with Rocky pretty much. And Rocky Balboa is an awesome movie. And so is this. So he's like, he hit it out of the park twice. And uh, this changed her mind about him completely. And she's like a huge Stallone fan now. So this is, this was her transition to being a a big uh, Sylvester Stallone fan. And uh, yeah, what a, what a movie to to get you into him, man. This is, this is such a cool movie. Yeah. What an introduction to Sly Stallone, right? Yeah. One of my, uh, favorite parts and kind of i think sets up what you're what you can expect in the movie is so the whole point is that they're missionaries and they're going to uh burma uh because burma was very like war-torn even in real life at that time um so they're missionaries who are going to go in there and they they want rambo as like a guide right to help because they know it's semi-dangerous so they need this this guy that they heard about to protect them and he goes uh, you bringing guns? And they're like, no. And he's like, uh, then you ain't changing nothing. And it was just like, man, okay, this is gonna be like, <laughs> there's gonna be like a lot of killing in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some, there's some cool scenes where he's just like sneaking up on guys, and like taking them out. It was like, yeah, I guess I don't want to spoil it, but man, there's there's some brutal stuff in this movie, and uh, yeah, it does not, it does not hesitate. <laughs> Yeah, great movie. Uh, two really awesome number ones I think we had there. Um, and uh, definitely go see Rainbow Four and Mad Max Fury Road if you have not seen them. Yeah. Uh, or any of the movies on our list. But those two, you definitely, definitely do. You could probably get away with watching Rambo Four without watching the other ones, really. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it stands alone very, very well. Uh, definitely. Pretty much in most all these movies, maybe not Lethal Weapon, but you probably could just watch and just appreciate it without have seen the other previous ones. Yeah, that's uh, Avengers Endgame. You definitely have to watch at least. Yeah, Avengers that one too. Yeah, War, Infinity War or whatever. But all four hundred movies. So <laughs> yeah, you might not have to do that, but it would help. <laughs> but, uh, now we're gonna flip it, and we're gonna talk about more fun stuff. We're gonna talk about the worst fourth movies of the franchise. There we go. And unlike albums where we're like, eh, you know, maybe they're not so bad. They're artists we like, but, you know, these we're a little critical on these albums. No, these movies are terrible. These are just terrible movies that I hope to never see again in my life. Uh, I will start it off, and you're going to get mad at me for this one. You're going to get upset. Uh, and I had another movie, uh, but I switched it out for this one because then, you know, I really started thinking about it and reading up about it again to remind myself, and I was like, ugh. That is live free or die hard. I know. I know. This almost made your top four best. Yeah. But when we were exchanging notes, because we didn't want to double up, as I was putting this as my fourth best, you text me at the same time as I was writing <laughs> my notes. And I was like, are you kidding me? So I took it off my list because like now I gotta now I gotta defend it in your worst list. <laughs> you were better off with Friday the 13th part four anyway. Uh, so in my opinion, there's only two good diehards. And it's the first one, which is the greatest action movie of all time, in my opinion. It's my favorite action movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And the third one, because uh, it connected to the first one and just is in New York. And Jeremy Irons does a great job as, as Simon Gruber, all that. The second one was, yeah, and the second one's, you know, it's a, it's a decent action movie, but it's a throwaway. You can like, do without it. Yeah. And then this fourth one. Okay. First of all, it's PG-13. Yeah. How can you have a diehard that's PG thirteen? Yeah. 
that's it's, that's the, a little little brutal. They, they censor work, my opinion, but they censor his Yippie Kaye uh, MFR because it's PG thirteen. How can you do that? I mean, it's one of the most iconic movie lines in history. They don't say. The, I think he. I thought he does drop it. They they're allowed to do one in the movie. No, but I think I, I'm pretty sure they censored. Like I'm pretty sure they did not have him do that. I'm pretty confident. Uh, I'm gonna have to look into that. Okay, I think you might uh, be wrong with that. I, I might be. I might be. I like to be all on. Well, to do but, an annex, an annex on me. Yes, uh, we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll look into it. Yeah, uh, you can correct me on the next episode. Uh, I like to be the old font, but yes, he's awesome. I, I, I just thought his villain was kind of like weak. Like it wasn't. It wasn't Hans Gruber. It wasn't Simon Gruber. He wasn't as cool as those guys. Uh, with with what they were going for uh, and their whole motivation, I, I just wasn't into it. And the biggest thing that really ticked me off. So after, you know, since the first one, he always had to have his buddy, right? John McLean always had his buddy. Uh, but you can deal with it with the first one because he was still by himself. He just kind of had a guy he was talking to, right? Which is uh, Al Powell or the dad from uh, Family Matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and he was good in the role. The second one, he kind of had like this annoying guy in the airport. He was annoying. Yeah. Uh, he was he always kind of reminded me of Billy Bob Thornton for some reason. I don't know why that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the third one, I it's great because of Samuel L. Jackson. They just do an awesome job. Yeah. Um, so the buddy thing had to happen. I can't stand Justin Long. I can't stand him. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people like him. Uh, I talked about that that movie Barbarian in our first episode. He's a big reason why I didn't like it. Uh, I thought the movie got really lame when he got into the movie. I just don't like the guy. He was annoying. I get he was supposed to be like a, a whiny, wimpy hacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he really does whiny, wimpy very well, too well, uh, where he's actually quite annoying. And you kind of just want to punch the guy in the face. And I don't know why John McClane didn't just punch him in the face. Uh, just... For me as a huge fan of Die Hard, I watch it every Christmas because, <laughs> uh, yes, it is a Christmas movie. Uh, I just I just can't do Live for Your Die Hard. I know a lot of people kind of liked it as like the comeback movie from the third one. But uh, just the PG-13 just killed it for me. I wasn't crazy about the action. Uh Die Hard kind of got it kind of started getting like ridiculous action, which I know started kind of happening in the third one a little bit too. But the action just got kind of ridiculous. Where like doesn't he like throw a hell? He like drives a helicopter or a, a, like a motorcycle or drives a car into a helicopter or something like that. That's what he does in in this one, and it's awesome. It's like one of the yeah. coolest scenes in the movie. Yeah, it's just kind of ridiculous. Did I, you I just, just was take out a helicopter with a car. I I wasn't into it. Uh, Man, I. I Wait for your Die Hard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I I love this movie. I think it was great. I uh, it's the it's it's the movie you watch for the Fourth of July now. You know, it's it's another holiday movie. Um, <laughs> it's it's cool. There's like the the shootout in the apartment. I mean, there's there's a lot of cool stuff in this movie. I like Timothy the Alphon as a as a bad guy. It reminded me a lot of the first one and the third one. Actually, I thought I thought it really melded those two movies together pretty well. Uh, I would, I would put on par with the third one. Like the first one obviously is the best. And I, I put this one with number three. Like I couldn't say which one I liked more, 
Uh, because Samuel Jackson's character, he's a little annoying too in, in the third one. If I don't know the last time you watched it, but uh, there's recent. some scenes where you're kind of like, all right, like he's funny and he's good in it. But I thought Justin Long's all right. I'm not a huge fan of him either. Uh, but there's some cool action scenes in Live Free or Die Hard, and even with the PG-13 rating, they they do stretch it quite a bit. Uh, I mean, John Clayne pretty much shoots himself <laughs> in the arm yeah. in one of the scenes to get someone. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it's I like it. I think it's cool. It was the it was the last good one, probably one of the last good movies that uh, Bruce Willis did. As well. Yeah. Um, after that, he really didn't do too much. Um, I mean, he was in Expendables, but I wouldn't count that as a Bruce Willis right. movie. Uh, but yeah, this is this is probably his last big one. And because uh, the other Die Hard movie was garbage, like that was awful. Absolutely awful. Yeah, awful. yeah. No, I, I actually really like this movie. I thought it was cool. I could actually see myself watching this one uh, again okay. and again. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a difference of opinions, but yeah, yeah I'm the uh, I'm the 007 of South Plainfield, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, does he say that in this one too? Yeah, I think that's this one. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's like spying on his daughter in like Newark or something. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool yeah, movie, man. I think you just need to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, it's just the PG-13 kills it for me, and they have an unrated version of it. Do they? Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what they include in it, but he actually drops the F-bomb. I don't know. Yeah, he better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does in the movie. I went to, I, I have it. I'll, I'll have to watch it. And, Do some research for me, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you know. But, uh, yeah, no, that's good. That, that's that's a good one on my list. So, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. <laughs> well, everyone everyone can agree or disagree with me. Probably disagree with me. So, we'll see. We'll see what everyone thinks. You know, it was um, the hardest the hardest part about making this these lists: the good and the bad, and the ugly. Um, the hardest the hardest part about it was uh, Nicolas Cage hasn't done a movie in a trictology, <laughs> wherever you call it. He, he's only <laughs> yeah. done sequels. He's done. Ghost Rider 2, he's done The Croods 2, he's done National Treasures 2, yeah. but he hasn't done anything past 2. He's mm-hmm. only done sequels. He doesn't He doesn't go past the, you know, I guess he's one and done usually, you know. He's like, that's all I needed to say, that's all I needed to do, and that's it. Um, so not even trilogies either, so... There you go. You got your Nicolas Cage quota in. I you didn't think you, you you're probably thinking, how is he going to put it in there? How yep. is he going to yep. get it in there? And you 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 did it. You and, uh, and the thing is, all Nicolas Cage's movies are all connected. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what do you have as your number, My number four? four? My number four. Okay. So. I kind of picked movies kind of like what we did with the music. I picked movies in a in series that I actually liked. Um, so I have Bride of Chucky as my number four. Mm, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, this movie, uh, it's, it's pretty bad. They, uh, <laughs> they, they, you know, from the third movie, it ends with like Andy Barkley. He's been in all three movies. For some reason, they decide just to take him out of this fourth one. So he was kind of like the the kid that they were always terrorizing. So um, this one brings in the character Tiffany. Uh, 
And uh, I'm not a fan of Tiffany at all, actually. She's uh, kind of annoying. Um, Brad Dorf's back in it, which is cool. Um, they just, I don't know. I just, I'm not a fan of her characters. They've been very comical on this one. So this is when it started turning more into like, like Chucky always had humor. But this one, they went all out. Like, oh, right. it's, like, it's like it's like cringy humor. Like, it's not funny. Um, it's just like they 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 tour. They go. It's like a one of those movies where they're touring cross country. Um, so it's got them in it. And they're hijacking um, these two kids. They're they're going to New Jersey, which is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so it's. It's it's a bad movie. A lot of people really like this movie. Uh, I like the fact that they tried doing a whole like the Bride of Frankenstein thing with it. Um, I can appreciate that. I'm a big Frankenstein fan, but they just eh, none of the characters are likable. Like usually, like Andy Barkley and like all those characters from like the old ones. Like you, you kind of like them. You kind of you know you kind of can feel for them. These two characters that they kind of hijack on this thing, like they don't even like each other. So it's like, it's, it's just a bad movie. There's, there's nothing really great about it. Uh, even the kills in it are kind of weak. Um, yeah, this movie just doesn't land for me. It's not the worst one in the, <laughs> in the Chucky movies, but it's not, it's not a good one either. So, well, you're the Chucky expert, so I'm gonna uh, take your opinion. I don't think I've actually ever seen the Bride Chucky. I don't think yeah. I, I don't know if I've actually ever made it past like maybe the second one. Uh, so I'll take your opinion. Um, but I do remember coming out with Jennifer Tilly and all that. And yeah. It, it did it did not look good. <laughs> she's, she's good on the show. There's a show they came out with. And she play, She comes into uh, some of the – because they did a bunch of movies. There's, I think, three movies after this. And Cedar Chucky, I think, is the worst Chucky movie. And then the two after that, um, Cult of Chucky and – I forget the name of the other one, but those movies are actually really good. And she's in them for a little bit. And she's good in those. She's good in small doses. I don't like it when she's like a main right. character and she's a main character in both these Briar Chucky and Sia Chucky, which is by far, I think the worst Chucky movies. They're bad. Right, right, right. Well, my number three one, I flip flopped on. So, but I'm going to blame it on COVID delirium. Uh, so I watched this at like the height of having COVID and I was like sweating and like passing out and coughing. And, and I watched this movie and I was like, man, that was good. Uh, then I talked to a few people who also saw it and were like, what are you talking about? It was awful. And I was like, you know what? You're right. It was awful. What the heck was I doing? So I'm blaming it on the COVID. But that is the Matrix res- Resurrections. First of all, there's something to do with the title Resurrection in it. Uh, not good, like Alien Resurrection, but uh, yeah, I watched Matrix Resurrections. And I was like, that 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 was good. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. So the first Matrix was awesome, right? Big hit. Uh, second and third one were absolute garbage. Just <laughs> stupid. Hard to follow story. Nobody knew what the heck was going on. They're jumping between Matrix and then they're not in the Matrix and. You know, and, and he's becoming like a Jesus type figure or something. I, I, I don't know. Really weird. He's the uh, one. He's the one. Yeah. He's not Jet Lee, the one. Or uh, <laughs> that movie's awesome. But, but uh, Keanu Reeves, the one. So 
this one, you know, I don't know how many years since the third one. Who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even I don't care enough to think about it. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. You know, they bring everyone back. They got Carrie Ann Moss to play Trinity again. A lot of returning faces. Uh, I don't even really want to talk about this too much. Uh, if you're not a Matrix fan, don't watch this. If you were a Matrix fan, don't watch it. <laughs> uh, it's just bad. It's long. Uh, yeah, there's a couple cool fight scenes. They always do that in the Matrix. A couple cool yeah. like little fight scenes and some cool graphics and stuff. But uh, just overall, not a good movie. And I definitely blame it on the COVID for th- for any ounce of thinking that this was a good movie. Um, I don't know if there's plans to make more. I think it was like pretty critically not well received uh i don't even think it came i don't even know if it came to theater i think it was one of those ones during covid where it was like straight to hbo max or whatever yeah um straight to streaming so i don't know even how well it did in terms of whatever measures they use to measure these movies but when it's just streaming but uh yeah Yeah, it's just just bad yeah i uh I I have a weird relationship with the Matrix. So I watched the first Matrix movie and I kind of saw it like it was still in theaters. I did see it in theaters, but everyone was like talking about how amazing this movie is, and how great and groundbreaking. And I just saw a movie a little bit before it was called uh, Dark City. And I thought that movie mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah. And this movie, they both came out around the same time. So this I thought that movie was way better, Dark City. So I'm watching this Matrix movie, and I'm like, okay, this this is all right. I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm there's some cool action, and it. it was at the time it was pretty impressive. Then I, for some reason I went to go see the second one in theater, and I wasn't even a big fan of the first one. I don't I don't know what possession me to go see <laughs> the second one, and I thought it was like one of the worst movies. If we did it at two worst movies this would be on the list it was awful it'd probably be my number one um it was so bad and then i for some reason went to go see the third one also in theaters <laughs> and that one was bad not as bad as the second one but it was still bad so when this one came out i was like you know what i'm not gonna go see it in theaters i don't even know if i had a choice and i was sitting down i was watching it and i'm like falling asleep trying i'm struggling to stay awake and i get like to the halfway point and i was like no you're not going to win matrix. You're not going to win this time. <laughs> this movie's bad. I'm turning it off. I'm done. I'm done. I don't even care what happens. I'll, just, I'll watch the John wick movies. I'm done with yeah. this. Um, yeah. So I didn't even finish it. I don't know what was happening in it. It was doing the, the matrix stuff. It does. And uh, <laughs> they, they had a cool scene. Like they all do. Like you said, where they're, uh, it kind of goes in between like the, the first movie and this movie, but I don't know. I just was, I was not a fan of it. I wasn't going to let it win. And I'm not a kind of person that usually turns off a movie and stop no. watching. No. I am not that kind of person. And I did. And I haven't been back to it. And, uh, you know, a little part of me inside is like, you got to finish it. But no, no. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to let it win. Not this time. Right. You can only watch it if you're dying from COVID. I found that. Okay. I got to wait for that then. All right. And you're just too weak to like turn it off. So you just <laughs> leave it on. <laughs> all right so what do you what do you have to top that and what do you have to top matrix resurrections um alien resurrections <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right so i gave a little a little, a little foreshadowing huh? <laughs> a little segue into mine 
yes, this movie uh, that came out in 1997, five years after Aliens 3, which is okay. wasn't a great movie either. No. Um, Sigourney Weaver only agreed to do Aliens 3 as if they killed her character off because she didn't want to do any more of these movies. Right. So it's pretty funny that in five years they, uh, you know, I guess figured out a way, money, uh, to get her to come back. And apparently they gave her a ton of money to come back for this one because yeah. this one is bad. So, I I mean, whatever. If you didn't see Aliens 3, this is a spoiler. So she dies at the end of Aliens 3. So how does she come back in the fourth one? Oh, we're going <laughs> to clone her. So the reason why they're cloning her is because they're trying to, like, recreate an an alien. I don't know why, because the aliens are like, they kill people and they do all this crazy stuff. So why would you want, they're probably trying to make weapons. I don't remember too much, but regardless, that's what they do. So when they clone Ripley, um, Sigourney Weaver's character, uh, she's like kind of half alien, half Sigourney, half Ripley. So she's like acting really (laughs) weird in the movie. So she like, I don't, there's like, she just she's like she's so strange in the movie and like i don't understand like the dialogue in this movie and um speaking of uh dialogue and stuff josh wheaton actually wrote this movie. yes that's right <laughs> which is pretty pretty hilarious and then this this like they got this french director or some like uh i forget his name but he did like the amelie movie so he's like this artsy fartsy f- french movie kind of guy and he's doing this like <laughs> This alien movie's got like Ron Perlman in it, um, Brandon Dorf's in it again. So we got another Ch- Chucky's in the movie, uh, and he's he's like really bad in it. He's he's a he always hams it up in pretty much every movie he's in. That's why he's great as Chucky. But uh, in this movie, he really he really hams it up in this movie. And he's he's laughably bad. Um, this movie is just it's boring. It doesn't really go anywhere. Um, Winona Ryder's in it. She's really bad in it. Like, she's terrible. Uh, she's like an angst, whiny angst-type character. She's she's awful in this movie. And I, I'm usually a fan of her. Um, she's terrible in this. Uh, the whole... I, I, can't, I can't believe how a f- movie franchise so good. The first and second one are just, mm-hmm. like amazing movies. Like, some of the best movies ever. Mm-hmm. And then the third one... Is, is bad and this one's awful and then like the other ones are you, you can go either way with them but it's like how how did they just fall for grace so bad this is one of those situations where yeah they should have just stopped it after two you know yep yep but money and greed and man we didn't need a trilogy but we sure as hell did not need a tetralogy <laughs> and the, uh, Disney is create is making a new one a reboot um, which I kind of am excited for because it's they kind of had a, a hand to play and pray. So if this is going to mm-hmm. be also on Hulu, the new Alien reboot, okay. they're going to put it straight on there, and uh, cool. It looks pretty promising. Um, it's going to take place on a different planet, not Earth, but an Earth-like planet. So uh, kind of interesting. Um, I'm kind of excited for it. So can't, I'm sure be I'll bad. be. I'm sure I'll be let down. Um, I hope they go back to horror roots just like Prey did. So yeah, yep. we can always hope that something cool happened, but can't be as bad as Prometheus. Uh so um yeah, I mean 
we got that to look forward to. They've been they've been pretty disappointing ever since the second one, so they don't really have a great track record. We should do but, a list of movies that this have the the most worst sequels. <laughs> oh my god, you'd have like every horror <laughs> franchise in history in there, like Hellraiser and everything. Yeah, it's like the, the movies have just been bad ever since the first one, and it's like just like progressively worse and worse. Yeah, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my my next one to top Alien Resurrection. Uh, all I have to say is bat nipples. That's all I got to say. <laughs> bat nipples. We're not right. doing the best of list. I don't know why you're bringing this movie. No, up. you're off. You're right. I mixed my <laughs> list. I mixed them up. They were the, the, the first list was the worst. This is the best. Whoops. Uh, so Batman and Robin. I mean, it's it's notorious. There's not much to say about it. I mean, everyone knows how bad it was. Uh, Never leave your the Batcave without the Bat credit card. That's that's the, right. Yep, yep. You can't. Uh, why we and then why they decided whoever the genius was to add nipples to the Batman costume. Uh, yeah. Tony as Batman turned out to be not a great casting. No, uh, Chris O'Donnell, who was serviceable as Robin in the first movie, I guess because he was kind of like barely in it, obviously is in this full 100%. Uh, not good. Uh, Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl, not good, awful. Uh, on paper, I remember being a kid. You know, when you when you're a kid and these movies are bad, you know they're really bad, right? Yeah. Kids love everything, right? I, on paper, I was like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is you know, as a kid, still now to this day, is one of my favorite action heroes of like all time. I love Arnold's movies from like the '80s and everything. Arnold is Mister Freeze. Okay, Mister Freeze is a German character. You know, he's Austrian, he's muscle bound oh, no. German. <laughs> what? Not a muscle bound. No, German. not a muscle bound. <laughs> but as a kid, I was like, okay, uh, not good. Oh, not man. good at all. Not really good bad. at all. You know, and he has always said his. He has great one-liners. Arnold in all his movies, his one-liners were just not good in Batman and Robin. They did not come off. Uh, Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy was absolutely terrible. Really bad. Uh, everybody was terrible. There wasn't one redeeming role except maybe Alfred. It was the same Alfred. He's always good, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, every actor was terrible. Story was stupid. Costumes were were dumb. Like Batman had this like blue and like silver costume. The Batmobile uh, was awful looking. The Batmobile was like isn't that like kind of like blue and silver too? Like they yeah. Uh, it was clearly a movie to sell action figures, which mm-hmm. really like you know they made action figures off the other ones, but the movies were first. Uh, this one was clearly to make uh, action figures. Uh, George Clooney and Joel, Schu- Joel Schumacher, right? That's his name, right? Yeah. Uh, both have apologized for what they've done to the Batman <laughs> franchise. Uh, people never were sure if Batman would ever recover from this. Thank God Christopher Nolan and Christian Bale came along. Uh, yeah. And then we have the new Batman, which is great. But uh, Everybody has this as one of their worst movies. Not even not even fourth movie of a franchise. It's one of the worst movies of all time. Period, on their lists. So you couldn't go without speaking about it. Uh, and then I only have it number two. It just really shows how much I hate my number one one. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's it's funny because this this not only almost killed the Batman franchise, it almost killed the, the comic book franchises as well. Mm-hmm. Like there hasn't been anything um, after this 
of note until uh, Spider-Man came out. And that's what brought back the comic book, the whole comic book thing again. Like the other movies start coming out, like Iron Man, stuff like that. So if it wasn't for yep. Spider-Man and Sam Raimi, uh, yeah, you would have, who knows what you'd have. Um, yeah, I don't know what Joel Schumacher was thinking with this one. Even his third one wasn't like this. This was kind of like 60s Batman, but like, bad 60s batman like yeah. it's they I don't, I don't know i don't know what they were thinking with this one like you said they were they're too busy trying to sell toys and happy meals and stuff so um yeah this is this is a product of just bad ideas yeah i mean nothing sells toys like nipples on batman so yeah yeah uh yeah just bad just yeah. bad but you're yeah, good point about the super uh, almost killing the comic book um as as a movie uh idea yeah, it's wild. So yeah. my my number two is Star Trek: The Voyage Home. Oh, you know, people love this movie. <laughs> I know they're all crazy. So <laughs> <laughs> this one came out in 1986, directed by Leonard Nimoy. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Spock directed it. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> The whole story of this movie. This is why this movie is so bad. Uh, so in 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 Star Trek time, so in the future, um, there's this this alien probe. I think that's what they call it. Actually, there's an alien probe that's like hovering over Earth, and it's about to destroy Earth because uh, there are no more whales on Earth, and these whales. We're sending signals to these probes to let them know not to attack Earth, not to do all this stuff. So since the whales went extinct, this alien probe is about to destroy Earth. So the Star Trek crew find a way to go back to the past. They time travel. So there's time travel in this movie. So they go back to like, I don't know, maybe it's like the 80s or something. And maybe this time, like 1986, they go back to it to save the whales. So it's like a fish out of water situation. They're talking to New Yorkers and all this stuff. I don't know. Maybe they're in San Diego. I can't remember. But it's always stupid. Like they run into like, oh, there's a space guy. It's just, it's so cheesy. It's so bad. There's not a single fight. I know Star Trek's not about its fights, but they usually have something. In. There's not mm-hmm. really a bad guy in it. I guess the alien probe, but you don't really see it. Um it's just it's just terrible i think the writing's bad um you could say that it was trying to be deep with like communication how people can't communicate and how the whales can't communicate and how these people can't communicate with the star people from the star trek like no it's it's stupid it's bad it's it's boring <laughs> i don't i don't like this movie at all i'm not like a, a giant star trek fan but man this movie sucks yeah i i uh i always found it boring too but yeah. if you go on the internet People like love it. Like it's like yeah. if you look up like ranking of the Star Trek movies, people have like really high, and I just I don't understand it. I don't get it. Well, my favorite YouTubers, Anger Video Game Nerd, he actually rates this as his favorite Star Trek movie. Crazy, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> than Khan, and that's... I I I don't know. This this one's bad. The first yeah. one's pretty bad too, but this one's really bad. It, it is. I thought it was boring. I agree with you. Saving the whales, just yeah. Um, it's like Larry Nimoy's like choice to do this movie. Like this is like, like the whole whale thing. Like he, I don't know what he was on. He was like, oh, what if they could, they could talk to 
people in space and other like this like his like real thoughts about this it's not like uh trying to come up with a plot quick like he thought about this i mean he did the one before it um too i think he directed so so he i mean he can he can direct he's pretty good it's just i don't know what he was thinking with this one this was his passion project i guess i don't know yeah well nobody had any passion for it and kirk and uh what's his name um captain kirk he didn't want to do this movie like he did he that's why they they were kind of writing a script without him i think they were going to do like a prequel with like spock Mm. or something and uh then they kind of had to like last minute change the script because he's like all right you know what i'm not doing anything let me (laughs) let me get in the star trek ride again yeah yeah just uh not great not great so we got to get to our top ones. This is what everyone's been waiting for. This is this is this is why everyone's been listening to this epically long podcast <laughs> for the number one worst fourth movie of a franchise. Uh, mine is along the same vein as the the last movie, comic book again, uh, and that would be X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh yeah. So the first three X Men movies. You know, first one's got some stupid parts in it, but it it, it was pretty good, uh, and it was a it was definitely another contributor to kind of getting the comic book movies back up and running again. Uh, yeah, Hugh Jackman was. I mean, X Men has always been my one of my favorite in terms of just comic books. You know, the mm-hmm. '90s cartoon is is one of my favorite cartoons of all time, or even shows of all time. I love the '90s cartoon. I always loved the X Men comics, so I was really excited for these movies. I liked the first one. Second one was pretty good. I love the second one. You know, Nightcrawler's in it and all that. Yeah. It's awesome. It's uh, such a cool movie. It's probably it my favorite X-Men movie. Hugh Jackman as, like, uh, Wolverine was just, like, the, the perfect casting. Like, I don't even know how you could find, like, a more perfect casting for a character. That's, um, like, one of my one of my favorite uh, superhero-type characters, Wolverine. And, yeah, he's awesome in it. Absolutely yeah. awesome. It's like he was born for it. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, third one. Yeah. Okay. Coming to the end of the trilogy, they tried to do the Phoenix. Yeah. It was all right, the third one. You it's know, okay, they, yeah. They kill Cyclops, which I'm like, you know, I've never been a big Cyclops fan, but I'm like, how can you kill the leader of the X-Men? This is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not not great. Um, and then they decide to top it all off. You know, they don't finish with the third one, which is, eh, not a great way to finish the trilogy. Nope. We're going to go with Tetralogy. And we're going to do a prequel story and we're going to show everyone how Wolverine became Wolverine or Logan became Wolverine. Uh, and we're going to go with X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, so first of all, they have one of my favorite characters, comic book characters of all time. Actually, he's, you know, he's up there with Captain America. He's like 1A and 1B. It's like Captain America is 1A and this character is 1B, which is Gambit. I always wanted a Gambit in the X-Men movies. Um they reference him. You see his name on like the computer. They're like one of the scenes. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's. It might I think it might be the second one. In Cerebro, right or something. Yeah, through a computer of like mutants there that the bad guys are tracking. Um, and uh, you see Remy LeBeau, which is his real name. And I was like, oh man, cool. They never do Gambit. Well, they finally decided to do him in X Men Origins. Uh, it's Taylor Kitsch is the actor. Uh, terrible. Terrible, just absolutely terrible representation of Gambit. He doesn't even try to do the Cajun accent, which Gambit's known for. Uh, I was all excited for that, and that was terrible. So that really let me down. And then 
you have another comic book character. You know, and Hugh Jackman's Hugh Jackman is Wolverine in the movie. I mean, he's yeah, he's all right. He's all right. He's doing the same character he's been doing for years. So whatever. He's not the problem. Yeah. You have a, a comic book character who I never really liked. I can't stand the actor. <laughs> but, you know, and he, he went on to do this role later. I, I definitely redeemed the character. But you have Ryan Reynolds play Deadpool. Now, if people don't know who Deadpool is in the comics, he's basically Ryan Reynolds, essentially. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, fast talker, r- real sarcastic. Merc with the mouth. Uh, Merc with the mouth, raises his name. He breaks the fourth wall a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, rips on all the characters. Pisses everybody off on purpose. And he's just generally like a funny character. Yeah. So, so, so what do you do? What does the genius writers, directors of this movie do? They take Ryan Reynolds, right, who's known for doing that, just like the Deadpool character. He's known for his fast talking and wittiness and being sarcastic and making fun of people. So you have an actor and a character that do that. So the writers in the room, they go, well, what can we do? What can we do that would make this movie different? Oh, I know. Let's have the character's mouth sewed shut. So now you have a Deadpool character and a Ryan Reynolds actor who can't talk. Literally cannot talk because the character's mouth is shut. I don't know where they got that from because the character's mouth was never shut in the comics or sewed yeah. shut or anything like that. So I don't know why they added this into this movie. Uh, but really stupid. Um, and uh, just, a, just, it's just a terrible movie. I know they wanted to show where Wolverine came from. Uh, I had no interest, even as a comic book person. I, I knew what it was because of the comic books. I just didn't care about seeing it in movie form. Uh, they just don't execute it well. No. The side characters with Hugh Jackman, even though he, you know, he's all right. He's Wolverine like always. Like Side characters and actors were just all terrible. Uh, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, and I hate it, and I will never watch it ever again. <laughs> I do like the uh, opening scene in this movie where they're showing him go through the different wars and he's fighting with um with Sabretooth. Yeah. Like I yeah, I, I, thought, I thought that scene was pretty cool and that's pretty much about it. Yeah, I mean they they single-handedly ruin like three characters in this movie that are like I mean I I like Deadpool a lot and um I know Ryan Reynolds is like really pissed at what they did to the character cuz he's like very passionate about this character and uh he was campaigning on making a, a Deadpool movie for the longest longest time and they finally let him do it and uh they're great movies they're funny and they always they always poke fun at this movie all the time and it's yeah. pretty hilarious yeah and which it, it needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> I think actually, is it, this, is it this, the second one? He like meets himself. Like does he meets the sewed mouth version of himself? Am I making that up? I think that happens, right? I, I, I maybe I can't remember. He like kills know. him or something like that. <laughs> I think you're right. I think it's the second one. Cause yeah. I've seen the first one a couple times. The second one I've only seen like once or twice. So I don't remember it that well, but uh, they're funny movies, and you know he's—it's Ryan Reynolds, like you say. That's that's the character. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Deadpool character or him as an actor, but to, yeah. to, just, to have them to have him not talk, literally not talk, it, it was probably one of the stupidest decisions in movie it's history. Dumb. Yeah, that I, I think I've ever seen. Um, really, really dumb, really dumb. I don't even know how he didn't throw a fit. Um, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't as big of an actor as he is now at that That's time. That's the thing, yeah. Uh, but like, uh, 
I don't know how he didn't throw fit or even like Hugh Jackman be like, what the hell is this? Uh, And even with with Schreiber, who I like as an actor, I didn't even think his saber tooth was really that great either. And yeah, no, he's, he could have been cool saber tooth too. And they just kind of, like you said, did nothing with. Yeah. The writing was just terrible. Yeah. All right. They get to to redeem themselves though. And then Deadpool three. Yeah. and, And we got Logan afterwards was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Logan was a great movie, and yeah, what a, I, I love that movie. It's, yeah. it's probably my favorite Wolverine movie, definitely. It was probably, I would say it's my favorite. If you want to count it in an X movie, it's definitely my favorite. Yeah, it's it's great, great way to end the Wolverine character, though he's. <laughs> it might be a different. It might be a different one though, because now we're we're in MCU. Right, right, right. So who knows what they'll do with it? The multiverse, as they say. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so you know, I I can't for the life of me think what your number one could be. You know, I just <laughs> we went through all these terrible movies. Oh. Uh, I don't know anybody in the outside out in the listening world or, or or me who can. What could you come up with that's worse than X Men Origins? But here, what is it, Dan? This this one here. Oh man, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oof, oh, I think my, my heart just hurt. <laughs> oh my God! So. Uh, I'm a big Indiana Jones fan. Mm-hmm. I love every single one of these movies, mm-hmm. uh, one through three. And uh, this came out in 2008, 19 years after the third one. Um, Spielberg directing it again. Uh, they got Shia LaBeouf in this movie, who's yeah, he's not that good in it. Um, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's good in it. Like in the in, in, in the end, it's like he's good in it. But this movie, man, it is it is so bad. And I um when I went to go see it in theaters, I saw opening day, first day it came out, probably a midnight showing of it. I went in, I watched it, I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, okay. And I finished it, I'm like, oh, it was pretty good. I was like, I w- it wouldn't say it was the best one, but it wasn't it wasn't that bad. And then like I got home and I was thinking about it and thinking about it, and I was like, Man, that movie was awful. Like I, I it just, it, it was like almost like a COVID fever dream. Like it just, <laughs> like it just, it just like pounded on me. And like I'm so angry at myself that I actually, for a brief se- second, I thought this movie was okay. Um, it was. Uh, I was so excited for this movie too. Like I couldn't believe they're coming out with another one. There was never a bad one. They're all three of them were awesome. I love them so much love this character and i was like they can't there's no way this is going to be a bad movie there's no way steel steven spielberg's on it again i was like there's no way this is going to be bad and man it, it was a disappointment i was in such denial too um but like even even start out with the opening scene when you see the little cgi gopher and you get to see him <laughs> like three times in the movie too it's like it just sets it up like it's going to be awful there's yeah, the famous gopher. Yeah, there's the famous nuke scene, which is awful. The refrigerator, um, yep. The even the film quality is very poor. Like it looks, it just looks like an ugly movie. Um, mm. Yeah, Indiana Jones, like his son, uh, but he sucks. He's awful. He's a stupid yeah. character. Um, yep. There's yeah. like a lot of dumb scenes in this movie, like the the jungle chase scene with the sword fight, and then the infamous monkey swing scene where they're swinging through the child of buff swinging through the forest with a bunch of monkeys like tarzan and it's like 
And just like the the scene where he's in the sand pit sinking and they're throwing a snake to him to grab to pull him. Like what? What were they thinking? Like all like people had okay this stupid movie and like this is what they came up with. Like, yeah, this was. You know, remember this is post. This is post prequel trilogy George Lucas, and this is kind of Steven Spielberg getting into this is like the start of him getting into like hack territory where he started making like a lot of really bad stuff. Yeah, this 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 movie's is terrible. There's not that I I have no interest in ever watching this movie again. Uh <laughs> I'm so I'm so upset with this stupid movie. And uh they're coming out with a new one and yeah. like I I even after watching this fourth one I was like they need to come out with another one. They can't end this movie series on that really bad note because like the the first three are like awesome movies are so good and this one is so bad like it is terrible i guess probably i'd probably put on my list of like one of the worst movies ever like i hate this movie (laughs) (laughs) do you you hate it more than the last jedi yes i do i hate the last Uh, jedi too i after watching last jedi i questioned everything star wars and uh this this i don't know they're both really bad that's that's a tough that's a tough ask i mean i'd have to really think about it this was this (laughs) set up to be potentially i mean you have marion coming back which she was awesome from the first movie she's bad in this yeah i know and then you have kate blanchett who's always good and is the villain like that sounds pretty awesome (laughs) terrible i always like john hurt i was like always a big fan of john hurt uh his character was stupid in this too. Yeah, he's like probably one of the worst characters in the movie. Yeah, uh, Shia Buff was just terrible. Shia Buff was like, there was like rumors. I remember rumors coming out before this movie hit, where they were like talking about Shia Buff was going to like take over for Indiana Jones to, and like the rest of the. And I remember like that like just infuriated me. The movie wasn't even out yet. Uh and they almost ended that way. Remember, they almost ended the way. He has like the hat. He grabs and you're it. Like, you're like, oh my god! I just sat through this. I'm enraged, and now they're going to do this to me right at the end. And luckily, Indiana Jones like grabs it from him. Is like, no. Nah. I was like, oh my god! They almost did it. They almost did it. Um, yeah. Just what a disappointing disappointment. It's probably one of the biggest disappointments in like movie history. Um, Absolutely, because like Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, you can arguably say like, like Episode One when it came out is like. A lot of people didn't really like Return of the Jedi. So it was like when episode one came out, I guess you could kind of defend it that Return of the Jedi wasn't that great. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a lot, but a lot of people didn't like it. They didn't like the way it ended. They thought it was very hokey. And then, episode one, yeah, and then episode one comes out and it's like, it's really bad. And um, I mean, like Star Wars is a different beast altogether, but this they're they're all good movies. Like in the end, just every single one of them are good. And then this comes out, and it's like such a time. It's very reminiscent of of watching Star Wars Episode One, like just being so disappointed when you went into there and just waiting all these years. And that one, I instantly knew that it was bad. Like I remember, yeah, I was a kid too when uh, Star Wars came out, the Episode One, right? And I just after watching it, I went to the midnight release of it. 
And I just remember just being like, I couldn't, I was like, couldn't wrap my head around. I was like, was that, did I just watch a Star Wars movie? What the hell was that? <laughs> like, I was like instantly like, no, I just not, I didn't like it. Like, at least in Dad Jones, I kind of had like a brief moment where I was like in denial. <laughs> and then you came to your senses. <laughs> then I was like, no, what's wrong with you? <laughs> well, what a way to wrap up the worst list. So now everyone got our top four fourth best movie and fourth worst movie of a franchise there we go uh, speaking of fours two movies uh i know we're both anticipating that are the fourth of the franchise or john wick four which i believe comes out this month in march i think it's coming out very soon apparently some people have been seeing it like they've been showing it to like some uh some shows and stuff like that and they say it's awesome it's amazing oh i believe all the john wicks have been great so far yeah. so we're very anticipate anticipating that and then uh, expendables 4 will be coming out in the fall mm -hmm. so we got two fours and expendables yeah. 4 needs to, needs to redeem itself after the third one a little bit so we got two fours that we're uh, uh anticipating that maybe uh they make the list maybe they crack mm -hmm. the top four fourth best movie of a franchise list yeah uh so we're, we're going to wrap that up. We're wrapping it up. We're done here. Uh, I think we are going to give each other a movie, right? You have a movie to give me. I have a movie to give you. Yeah. Um, we're going to do, we got monster con coming up this weekend. So we might do like a monster con review uh, thoughts podcast yeah. uh, episode. And then after that, we'll, so I guess maybe technically episode six, uh, we'll do uh, our movie reviews of the movies we're going to give each other. Um, so I'll start and I'll give you mine and it kind of has to do with the theme that we're actually going through here. It is technically kind of the fourth movie oh, no. of, a mi of a mini, uh, series, like a mini fra a franchise within a franchise kind of, uh, I've been wanting you to watch this movie for like the longest time I can remember. I kept bugging you about it. You stopped at the third one and never decided not to continue. Uh, <laughs> Now, I know you don't like doing middle ones because then you feel like you have to watch the others. I don't think you do. I think you remember the other three well enough that you should be okay. So I want you to watch, and I want to hear from you, uh, James Bond Spectre, which is the fourth Daniel Craig James Bond. Okay. All right. Yeah. I've yeah, been bugging you to watch this, and you I have not know. watched it. I'm... <laughs> you even let me borrow the movie for like over a year. Yep. <laughs> you didn't you didn't like Skyfall, which I thought you were crazy, but you, that kind of always kept you from watching the fourth one and then eventually now the fifth one's out too. Um mm -hmm. so the kind of matches it's the fourth Daniel Craig one, and I want you that's the movie I'm giving you to kind of oh, match okay. with the theme of the episode. That's a good one, man. I I've been wanting to watch that, so I'm so now I'm forcing you. Yep. Yeah. No, all it right. Took a, cool. It took a podcast to get you to watch this movie. Yeah, man. All, all right, right. So man. hit me with it. <laughs> so this nice uh, little Nicolas Cage movie now. Um, no, my <laughs> <laughs> no, this one's called Brawl on Cell Block ninety nine. Uh, it's it's a movie that has Vince Vaughn in it. It's an action thriller crime movie. Uh, this this recent this new director um, that just came out. He came out with uh, Bone Tomahawk. And mm. uh, Drag Across Concrete, uh, which is an awesome movie. With all his name's like Craig Zeiler or something like that. Um, up and coming director. He's he's only got like four or five movies. Uh, this movie is awesome though. Uh, very cool. 
Um, okay. So yeah, yeah, Vince Vaughn in it too. He's not he's not doing a comedic. I don't think he has a, a single funny line in this movie. Wow! Uh, but it is uh, it's cool, man. It's a cool movie. Uh, you can watch it on Tubi. Uh, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, you check it out. It's uh, it's a it's another wild ride. Uh, it's not as crazy as Bandy, but it's it's a good, <laughs> one. It's a good one. I think you'll like it a lot. It's cool. And if you like this one, you have to watch his other one. Well, well, the only other, the only other serious Vince Vaughn movie I can think of is uh, the Psycho remake. So uh, I hope it's better than that. <laughs> Do you need much True Detective with him in it? I did, I did actually. Yeah, yeah. That, that one was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, he's good in it. He's good so, in this. This is I probably my favorite movie with him in it. It's not a comedy. Right. Um, so Brawl on Cell Block ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is a cool movie. You like? And it. yours, you should have no problem finding on Amazon because Amazon bought. The James Brown, not James Brown. <laughs> they bought James Brown. Music too. I feel uh, good. They bought the James Bond uh, franchise. So they bought MGM, which owns James Bond. So I think they're all on Amazon now. Uh, yeah, I got to get anyway to complete my collection. So that's true. Amazon owns James Bond, which annoys me. But yeah, you should have no problem watching. Yes. So I did get you that giant collection, which includes every James Bond in history. But unfortunately, they keep coming out with James Bond, so you have to keep. Completing the collection. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get the those ones anyway. So all right. Uh so that's it. That was a fun episode. Our fourth one. It almost reached four hours. No. Um yeah, pretty much. That was a good episode. If you know, hope everyone enjoyed our top four. Uh for the music, we did make a Spotify playlist. Um it's called the Turnpike Brothers Tetralogy playlist. So you can find it. We put all the best and worst albums that we talked about. So if you want to listen to these albums that you've never listened to, if you want to see the our albums are, are as good as we say, or if they're as bad as we say, you can find it on Spotify, which is where you can also find the podcast. Uh, I'll share a link to the Spotify playlist on the socials as well. That's so if cool. you want to like cool stuff, uh, and if you want to watch the movies and see if they're as good as we say, or if, if you really want to torture yourself and watch these bad ones, <laughs> don't. <laughs> uh of course we'll put up uh we'll put up a poll and uh there's a QA section so if anybody has any things any comments they want to say or questions for us to answer uh so i put up a poll last week after our review of mandy and shane what movie would you want to watch and i had mandy shane and then i had both and then i had neither both sound like they suck <laughs> uh luckily nobody picked that uh, but we did have the winner was Mandy actually got the most votes for a movie that people would want to watch after we talked about them. So I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a, a cage to remember. I thought someone that that one, it, you know, it, it might have it might. I think that might have been a write in like a write in vote. Yeah. Write in ballot. Yeah. We'll have to review that one. A cage to remember. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, next episode, hopefully, we'll have some Monster Con stuff we can talk about, who we met and everything. And um, yeah, after that, we'll do our movie reviews of the movies we just gave each other here. And we'll uh, talk to you then. All right, bye. See you.